This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to Late Boomers. Today, our special guest is Joe Fournier, the president and COO of Evolve Telemedicine, a company that helps men and women live happier, healthier lives through hormone replacement and peptide therapies. He is also the founder of The Profit Fox, a company that coaches small and medium-sized businesses and executives. And I'm Mary Elkins. Joe is also the author of Profit and Prosper, How to Double Your Business Profits and Change Your Life. He's also led companies in the fields of sports, medicine, executive search, and human resources. Plus, he's, a, he's certified in cybersecurity oversight, an attorney, and he's served in the U.S. Air Force and Air Force Reserve. Welcome, Joe. Well, thank you very much for having me today, and um, I'm looking forward to a good discussion with you. Great. We're glad to have you here. And can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to this path you're on today? <laughs> well, you know, when you're, um, when you're younger, you think the path is going to be a straight line. And as you can see, mine, mine has been anything but that. Um, <laughs> I've taken a lot of diversions along the way. And I'm passionate about so many things that um, I decided that I wanted a career of experiences uh, and contributions that made me happy and helped me to serve others. And so whenever the opportunity to serve in a different way has come up, um, instead of worrying about it or being afraid, I've always decided to take the chance and just leap. So that's really the story of me. I mean, I started out uh, as a kid growing up on the street uh, in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, some of the a um, member of an immigrant family. My great-grandfather is a stowaway on a ship from Portugal when he was a 10-year-old boy, he landed here in the United States, wow. and um, wow. so grew up in a very Portuguese family, and um, no one had ever gone to college or really done much uh, education-wise, and I was told from the time I can remember, you're going to college and you're going to move away from here, you're going to do something different, and so that was just ingrained in me to take a chance and to do something that I thought I could never do. And so um, I went to college and I think the rest is history from there. I met people along the way who took good care of me, were really good mentors and, um, you know, took the time to really talk to me about what was important to them and give me their perspectives. And so encouraged me to try new things. And that's been the story of my career. I love that. That's, that's wonderful. I think a lot of people could learn from that. Uh, would you talk a bit about what drew you to Evolve and explain what hormone therapy and peptide therapy is? 
Yeah. Um, so uh, first, we'll start with what it, what are bioidentical hormones and what are peptides? Um, hormones are those things that we find inside of our bodies that change over time. Both women and men um, have them, and bioidentical ones are. Uh, they're not synthetic, so they're modeled after the hormones that you actually have inside of your body. Peptides are naturally occurring amino acids that you find in your body. And so what Evolve Telemedicine does is um, we see patients virtually all over the country, and um, we help to um, modulate or optimize their hormone levels so that they can feel better every single day. So... Um, there are two reasons I came to Evolve, actually. Um, one was I really want to make an impact in healthcare and have done some of that in my career. Um, but having met the original founder of Evolve, um, when I came to him, I said, you know, what is it that we want to do with this company? And he said, um, your goal, Joe, should be to help as many people as you possibly can. Um, that's what we're here for. That's our mission. And I was sold right then. Um, the other thing was the opportunity to expand our company into caring for a lot more women across the country than we ever have before. Um, and that means helping women who are going through menopause or premenopause and wondering where to turn, asking lots of questions about what's happening to them, asking their friends, talking on social media, and um, not having a real authority on that. And so my goal for Evolve was to be able to treat women and men everywhere to help them as they age to live a better life. Um, I grew up with a single mom, and so I watched a woman um, not only raise me, but go through all those stages of life and thought, if there's a way for me to give something back, if there's a way to help others, um, just like my mom, I want to take advantage of that at some point in my life or career and evolve seemed like the perfect chance to do that. Wonderful. And mm -hmm. would you tell us a little bit about the importance of the therapies and how they have changed people's lives? And is, is this sort of therapy something someone needs to do for the rest of their lives? Uh, well, that all depends on what their goals are. So um, we treat everyone from regular people like me, men who are approaching their middle age, who are, you know, starting to feel what lack of energy or vitality can feel like as you're a, a working professional and maybe a dad and, you know, trying to exercise and kind of maintain the lifestyle they had maybe 10 years before that. And um, so there are people like me and there are professional athletes who come to us, um, men and women in uniform or women who are just experienced changes that go along with their lives. And maybe that's partly the aging process or they've had chronic injuries or something that they want to treat with peptides. So we treat people across the board from all walks of life, whether it's from, you know, they want to lose weight and improve their lifestyle. Um, they want to work out and see some results that they haven't seen historically or that they used to when they're younger. They've had chronic injuries and they need help with injury repair or anti-aging um, or thyroid insufficiency. And so what we do is we, um, as I said earlier, optimize their hormone levels to a place where they were when they were at their healthiest in their life, keep them healthy as they age. And so some people do do it continuously the rest of their lives, right? 
Some do, and um, some come for a very specific purpose and at a specific time, and they see results. And do you have uh, do you have example. examples that the therapies can prolong life? Uh, I don't know about prolonging life. I certainly hope for, but it can hope for that at some point. Uh, but certainly prolong the quality of a person's life. Absolutely. Uh -huh. um, talking to a, a a patient of ours who he's in his mid forties and. Um, you know, had a terrible ACL injury right. and thought he would never recover from it, never walk properly, never play sports again. And through one of our peptide therapies um, that regenerates muscle and tendons and ligaments, it does. Um, saw rapid improvement and um, now is out back playing sports and, and telling that story um, through testimonials. So That's it's good. one of those where people get these results they never thought they could achieve in their life. And, they come to us and are excited to tell us about it. And can I ask so you one can little, avoid surgeries that way? I want to ask one little piece of that too. Does does usually medical insurance cover these kind of things? Um, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, my company is um, completely self paced, so we don't bill insurance companies. Mm -hmm. People often use their FSAs or their HSAs, and they come to us because. Um, primary care physicians are generally not trained in hormone replacement therapy. Uh -huh. So you might go to your internist or for a woman, her gynecologist, and they'll say, you know, your labs look completely normal. This is just part of aging. And people are feeling miserable or they don't feel like themselves. And so they start to look for alternatives and they find us uh -huh. and they come to us with high expectations and they get our treatments and um, tell us just how it's been so life-changing for them. And it's really, um, from their perspective, an investment in their health and their future. So um, it's kind of interesting that people have these healthcare experiences they come to us with, and we provide them a very different experience. And so um, they actually want to pay for things out of pocket because they see results. Uh -huh. um, did the man with the ACL injury, was he able to avoid a, a surgical uh shall I say, investment in that respect? Yeah, he hasn't had surgery. Um, he's just a lot healthier than he was before. So it's, Great. it's been an amazing experience Sounds for good. him. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, wonderful. I'm, I might be a candidate. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, please tell us a little bit about some of your other businesses. Um, and tell us your goals that you have um, and that people can attain if they sign up for your coaching business, The Profit Box. Yeah, I um, a few years ago, um, I had held some uh, executive roles in healthcare. And as you said, when you introduced me in other ways, and uh, people would say to me, you know, why don't you coach to help others? I thought, oh, nobody, nobody really wants to hear what I have to say. Um, I had started uh, or led the formation of an executive coaching program at the University of Michigan Health System years ago and decided to get certified myself. So I felt like I had some background um, and had coached folks along the way, but never thought anybody would pay me for that. I used to do it on a volunteer basis. Um, but then around the time that we all experienced COVID, um, I started to think of ways where I could help businesses that were going through hard times, 
um, that weren't seeing the kind of profitability that they were historically, or that they were facing new challenges and they had to transform or innovate to meet them. And thought maybe there's a, there's a way for me to contribute here. And so um, founded a company I called the Profit Fox, you know, um, a way of ferreting out profits in a shrewd way or a very specific way for others. Um, and doing executive coaching to help people be the very best leaders and versions of themselves they can. And, um, you know, I've, I take a handful of clients here and there. I'm pretty selective because I do run Evolve Telemedicine, but um, it's some of the most gratifying work to do because it's not about you. It's um, about giving something to somebody else by offering tools and techniques and approaches to helping them um, maximize their strengths and improve on their weaknesses. And it's the same thing with a business. Um, finding those profit opportunities and giving folks the urgency, discipline, and consistency they need to go out and implement them so that they can have a successful business. That's great. Mm. And you've, yeah. you've also said that you ditched the C-suite with the goal of inspiring people to move from wellness to greatness in their lives on their terms. So what do you mean by this? And do you have tips for our audience <laughs> on how to accomplish this? So um, I am not an advocate if you're sitting in the C-suite for you to ditch it. Okay. Um, that's a decision you <laughs> have thought to maybe, to along. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But for me, um, you know, I was um, getting to that age where um, I was starting to reflect on what I had done and what I wanted for the next part of my life. And my career was part of that. Um, I have two amazing boys who are 11 and 13 this year and realized that I hadn't spent as much time with them as I really wanted to. <sighs> and in the next phase, really wanted to have meaningful moments with them all the time mm -hmm. and to find a way to have a career um, that I wanted on my terms and be able to do that as a father, as a friend and a family member and really move from just feeling good or being healthy to what I think of as greatness. It's achieving all of those things in unison in your life. It's never perfect. It's something I'm always working on, but it requires um, a firm commitment and decision to do it and to be okay with the changes that you go through you might not earn as much, or you might have to work differently or think differently. Um, but if you fully embrace it and you dedicate yourself to being successful in that way, you can have anything you want uh, from my perspective. Uh -huh. Do you have any tips for people who are listening on one or two ways they can accomplish this? Mm. Well, I can tell you what I've learned. Yeah. And, um, maybe some questions people should ask themselves. So, um, you know, for me, it's about celebrating every day. Um, talk a lot about gratitude. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for life every day, but it's also about celebrating those moments, um, living each one of them and being present, um, always thinking about things. Um, you know, I've learned that you have to be open to opportunities, even when you're not ready for them. Um, so many times we tell ourselves, I can't do this. It's not the right time. Maybe just a year from now, or if this falls into place, or I'm afraid. Um, but being open to opportunities and taking that chance 
you surprise yourself. You can do things you never thought you could um, if you just open your mind to opportunities. Um, for me, it's okay if people come and go from your life. Um, people will come and go and they'll create experiences for you or be there at critical moments and then you might not see them again. Um, and for me, it's about knowing that those moments meant something and that people come into your life for a reason. Um, I think I, something I, I talk that. to my kids about all the time, kindness, kindness is always, 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 always will be the right answer, even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment sometimes. You can always lean back on that and know that you did the right thing, that you always made the right choice. I think working on being a better person every day is something that I've learned. It takes a lot of work um, to look at yourself and see all of your weaknesses, um, but know that you can improve by working on yourself just a little bit every single day. Um, asking others for what you want, never being afraid to ask. Um, I was told often as a as a kid, we, we came from humble beginnings. We didn't have a lot. So it was, if you don't ask, you don't get. And the worst that you could be told is, is no. Uh -huh. I've learned as a professional that there's an appropriate time for asking. <laughs> and you have to think about that. But always ask for what you want. Um, and Our never, audience. this is, never, ever be someone that you're not. Um, be who you are as an individual the beauty and uniqueness that we all have is something to celebrate. You should embrace that and know that you're valued and that you can make a contribution in your own way and really take the time to explore what that means and believe it in yourself. Thanks. So those are just a few. How to live life. That is a lesson to everybody listening and watching us out there. That is, that's the core. Uh -huh. I have to ask you though, um, about your other businesses. Um, you've spent much of your life working in the medical arena. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences there and your thoughts on how the medical system in this country, at least, can improve? Um, yeah, it's been a long journey. I mean, I started, um, I started in the early 2000s in, in healthcare, and I've held different roles um, as a chief people officer, as legal counsel, um, helping with continuous improvement work in organizations. And um, what I've seen is we've come a long way and we still have a long way to go. Um, I think um, it's too easy to say the, um, the American healthcare system is broken and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, from my perspective, it's going to take sweeping change to reform healthcare in the United States and keep people healthy, not just treat them when they're sick. Uh -huh. So uh, early on, um, when I started in healthcare, in, even growing up, it was about going to the doctor when you're sick or going to the hospital when you're really sick. And the whole goal of healthcare is to keep you away from the hospital from being sick in the first place and keeping populations and communities healthy so we don't have to rely on acute care. Um, unfortunately, uh, the payment mechanisms that govern healthcare have changed, but have not changed 
enough to support community and population uh-huh. health. So we have to continue to align the way people are paid or providers are paid for healthcare with the way the healthcare delivery system works. And finally, an area that I'm extremely passionate about, we have to change people's mindsets around healthcare. And that goes for me to our physicians and nurse practitioners and other caregivers, to the administrators that run organizations. We all have to be rowing in the same direction and know that it's going to take a village, a nation of believers to make a huge change. So from my perspective, this is hearts and minds, and it's also money. Uh-huh. So how does, how does the individual change from thinking exactly as you mentioned, um, going from if you don't feel well, you go to the doctor, and if you're really sick, you go to the hospital, and hopefully you have insurance. How does the individual change that mindset? Yeah, I think as a, um, hey, we're all um, patients, caregivers, family members uh, at some point in our life. So we've all had experiences with the health system. Um, I think what you can do as an individual is um, try to be well every day. And I mean that as physically and mentally and um, do what you can to keep yourself healthy and seek out treatment when appropriate. Um, but there's so much you can do that is not offered by the healthcare system today. I mean, for those of us who have chronic conditions or need uh, the treatment from a health professional or medical professional, we should always seek that out. Um, but asking questions about what we can do as individuals to keep ourselves healthy in between those doctor visits or needing to go, I think is critical. And that's some of the work that we do here at Evolve, which is we partner with physicians. Um, we're not here to tell anyone that the treatment they're getting from their primary care doctor or one of their specialists isn't helping them. We're here to supplement them by providing hormone therapies. So that's one way people stay healthier and achieve total well-being. Great. Bravo. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about a different subject. You hold a certificate in cybersecurity oversight. Uh, tell our listeners what that means and what should we as Americans, as well as people living in other countries, be thinking about when it comes to the internet and social media? Yeah, well, a, a certificate in cybersecurity oversight is nothing um, too special. It's a cybersecurity certificate for board directors, which means um, as part of your responsibility as a member of a, a board uh, that helps to govern an organization, um, I, I can think through those issues with their leadership teams to help them govern their organizations better by providing a perspective on cybersecurity oversight. Um, and that really means everything from protection of information to actual network security. And so from my standpoint, for everyone out there listening or, or watching today, um, think about your information and where it goes and think about how accessible it is to others, to other countries, to businesses, and do everything you can to recognize that cybersecurity is critical both for companies and for individuals. So, you know, you've heard a lot of discussion uh, around TikTok and what's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, the government's thinking about maybe banning it here in the United States. I, I heard last week that the Montana legislature has actually taken so 
some proactive steps to do that in their state. And a lot of that discussion is around information security and who has access to, to information. Um, so as Americans, as citizens, as individuals, um, every time we put our information somewhere, whether it goes through uh, social media or a credit card, or you give it to a company, a company has a duty to protect your information. And yet there are so many threats out there um, to the information they hold and that you give. So just being cognizant of uh, the fact that you should make sure that you secure your personal information and make sure companies that you do business with or um, that you trust do the same for you. It's a tall order. It is a tall order. It's a huge and, and, order, and I think it's, it's going to take up a lot of the discussion in this country in the future. Uh-huh. Um, information yeah. is always in power, but the way it flows now and um, the way we share information has just grown exponentially, and we'll continue to do that over the over the coming years, and I expect that we'll talk a lot more about this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, are, are, the, are all the social media platforms virtually alike in that respect? Is TikTok any different than, say, Facebook or Instagram or, or uh, you know, any of the others? Yeah, I think um, each one of them is focused on information security and um, there are teams of people who are thinking about this and trying to take proactive steps to secure information and make it safe for people to share their information and share their experiences in life. But there's always lots and lots of room for improvement. And uh, that's something they're just going to have to continue to focus on more and more. what information they have, how is it stored, who has access to it, and how does it move around. So these are all things that they're doing, but they're just going to have to do even better at as we go forward. Yeah, we all are. Um, Well, on another (laughs) topic, please tell our audience about your book, Profit and Prosper, how to double your business profits and change your life. It's just a, a little book that, um, you know, I give out to, to business owners and others who are interested in, you know, some simple steps on how they can increase their profitability through um, everything from lead generation to operating more efficiently as a business. Um, I usually tell my clients and others that um, profits are what feed us at night and revenues are what come into the business. So you can make a lot of money and have even higher expenses and not a lot left after that. It's really hard to pay your people and eventually as a business owner um, to take anything home and feed your own family. So we just want to get to profitability as a business. And so my book was just um, my thoughts on how to do that. It's a quick read for anybody who wants it. Um, It's been recently, I recently pulled it off my website. I'm doing a rewrite of it. We'll be back up again shortly with a new edition of it. Um, Some things I've been thinking about over the past few months and want to improve on that. So uh, I'll get it back up as soon as possible. That's great. And we understand that you volunteer for numerous organizations and you're also a member of several advisory boards. So tell us a little bit about these things. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, uh, you can you can give in a lot of different ways. And if we think about what we're all here to do, it's to um, be a part of our community and be a part of society and try to give back something. And so in my small way, this is 
my attempt to do it using some things that I'm good at. So I'm passionate about education. I'm passionate about my kids' education. And so one of the most important ones for me is um, chairing what's called the School Community Council uh, here in the state of Utah, where I am, where we have a responsibility to administer certain funds to the schools and um, talk a lot about how education is delivered in the course of doing that. And so I feel like we're really able to make an impact by um, not just talking about how education is delivered, um, giving recommendations on how to do that. And really where the rubber meets the road is how we're going to allocate funds to do that. And so something I'm extremely, extremely passionate about. Um, another one is um, I serve on the board of a, a company called WEN, uh, WEN Way of Life. And so they believe in, in achieving well-being by looking at different um, aspects of that. So whether it's um, through career or financially, they provide coaches who help uh, partner with individuals and organizations to coach their um, either their employees or individuals to total well-being in their life. So total uh-huh. well-being also includes your career. It also includes financial stability and well-being and making good decisions on how to do that. And so serving as a, a, an advisory board member for that organization has been uh, a joy and passion of mine to be able to contribute what I think about that. Um, another one is with the company that I used to lead, uh, Invenius Partners, an executive search firm out of Chicago focused in the healthcare industry. Um, I chair that advisory board. And that one's really important to me because it's about um, you know, finding the right talent to lead organizations in the future. And when I think about business, um, businesses are made up of people making decisions and contributing all day, trying to help others in their own way, depending on their mission. And so matching talented leaders uh, with organizations so they can lead them to be successful and support their employees and their customers is, is critical. It's something that's really important to me. So giving back and helping to shape the, the future of executive search, at least at that company, um, has meaning to me. Nice. What do, you, yeah. what do you look most for in an executive to lead a company? Yeah, uh, that's changed over the years. <laughs> Says a lot of things now. Unfortunately, the risk the list grows longer because um, the responsibilities of a, of a leader do too. And so it used to be often people were talked about um, in terms of being action oriented and innovative and decisive. And now I think it's about um, looking at behaviors. Um, a person's ability to put people in an organization first and act with compassion, being able to lead transformation, which means um, not just directing an organization, but winning the minds and hearts of people. Um, So those softer skills that someone has to hold, Um, being inclusive and recognizing the power of diversity in organization in all its forms, um, it's a huge differentiator for successful organizations and being someone who not only is a true believer, but knows how to lead an organization on that journey, I think is a critical leadership skill. So that list just grows and grows. And it's all because 
in my opinion, leaders are here to serve first and foremost, not to tell people what to do, um, but to serve the organization and its people so they can be the very best versions of themselves so they can live that mission um, every day and set the example. That to me is a tall order. And I know we all have that power in us as leaders, no matter where we stand or sit. It's just finding the right match for the right organization, in my opinion. Uh-huh. That will lead to a kinder, gentler world, I hope. I certainly yeah. hope so. <laughs> we could all do that. Um, you know, it's, I'm smiling a lot. And I'm talking about all the positives. Um, you know, every organization has its warts. Um, business uh-huh. is tough. The world we live in is tough. Um, but I think collectively, if we, if we focus on the good and continue to be optimists while recognizing how tough things are, we can make an impact. Um, goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. Kindness is always the answer. Taking the high road is the thing to do. It's a way to live and a, and a way to run a business from my perspective. Uh-huh. And you, uh, this has been so interesting for me because your life has been spread out in so many areas. You are really a busy man. And I know that you <laughs> love being outdoors with your family and spending time with your boys. How do you find time for all of it? It's just being deliberate about how you spend your time and what's important um, and and having a really uh, good routine. I mean, um, like everyone else in the world, we're, we're all busy people. And so I think it's just being intentional about what matters most to you. And so for me, it's about my family, my personal relationships, giving back through leading an organization make sure I have time for my physical health and mental health and well-being and being fairly structured about it so that I make the time every single day or as part of my week to do that. And every one of us can do it. It just takes work and a commitment to doing it. Um, I think that's the hardest part is making the commitment and being very consistent about it and putting in the effort every single day. If you do it, you can't have it all. Um, you know, stop making excuses just go after it and you show yourself that it's possible. Thank you. That's very good. And what would you like our listeners to have as their main takeaway today? I think um, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, Take those chances that you've always wanted to take. You have this life to live in in a beautiful world full of opportunities. And the only thing that's holding you from those is you. Um, you can read a hundred stories about others who have done it. The question to ask yourself is when are you going to do it? And the only thing holding you back is you, you can make a change and it doesn't matter where you are or where you come from, whether you're a stowaway on a ship from Portugal as a 10 year old boy, or you're a middle-aged person who's looking for a career change, or you're looking for something different in your personal life. Think about it. Take the time to reflect and make a decision and a commitment to move forward. Um, that's what I tell everyone. You know, you have the power inside of you. And for me, um, I'm, a, I'm a devout Christian. I believe that power comes um, through God and is bestowed on me. Um, I know that uh, my faith guides me every single day. So whatever that is for you, you should look to it um, and be the change. 
I love that. Thank you so much, Joe. Our guest today. (laughs) Thank you. Our guest today on Late Boomers has been Joe Fournier, president and COO of Evolve Telemedicine, founder of The Profit Fox, author of Profit and Prosper, How to Double Your Business Profits and Change Your Life, business leader, volunteer, and a man whose energy and passion for what he does and believes extends to others to whom he has helped live happier. Thank you so much, Joe. I really, we appreciate your being here. And people Thank you. Can, Thank you. And, and, and also, um, you can reach Joe via his email at joseph.fournier at evolvetelemed.com. Thank you again. And we want to remind Thank our listeners both. to watch our podcasts on video now on our new YouTube channel, Late Boomers Podcasts, and to please subscribe. And if you prefer just the audio, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our weekly episodes. Please follow us on Late Boomers, I mean on Instagram, at Late Boomers, and at I am Kathy Worthington, and at I am Mary Elkins. We hope that our episode today has informed and inspired you to walk with your dreams and live your happiest, healthiest, most vigorous, and successful life. Thank you again, Joe. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact.